0: Out of the darkness, into the light, begin a new journey, a step in the right direction. On today's show, we will discuss housing and relocation, the big move. That is the focus of this edition of Expressions. Everybody, and welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares-Reyes. Welcome back. Today's show, we're going to be talking about the big move. Okay, so. Alright guys, so I have relocated and moved to Bellevue, Washington. Now this was not a place that I picked, but this was a place that out of the picks that I was offered, I was offered, um, three states and three different cities. So we had California, we had San Diego, we had Los Angeles, um, and we had San Francisco. And then we had um, Portland, Oregon, Hillsboro, Oregon. And then we had Eugene, Oregon. And then we had uh, Spokane, Washington, Bellevue, Washington, and Seattle, Washington. And so out of those, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to live anywhere in California. Uh, that is the number one state where organized talking is really bad. I mean, it's the worst out of any state that you could possibly live in. So um, we're going to lighten that up and, and probably choose uh, something else. So um Portland uh, is a medium sized town. There was really nothing there. It's already been done. Eugene never been there, but you know, it's going to be a smaller town. Um, Hillsboro again, same thing, really nothing to do. Um, and then I was like, okay, Spokane, Bellevue and Seattle, Seattle. I didn't want anything to do with Seattle. Um, Either as well, and I was like, because I was, it came down to Spokane and Bellevue, okay, um, and Bellevue just kind of won, um, that for me. So I chose Bellevue, Washington, and you know got got settled in, got moved in on um, the first of August, and uh, um, I I just wanted to say that I I am happy and I'm still kind of not happy. Well, first of all, I'm not happy because. This is a place that I did not choose, so I was not able to choose where I wanted to go. Of course, you know the the police wanted me to be in a place where they had everything set up for organized stalking. So let's say, for example, like where I'm at right now, this plane's flying overhead. Some some of you all are dealing with, you know, uh, cell towers and and um um. Uh, What do you call those things? Uh, Drones flying over your home and all that other kind of stuff. So um, That's one thing of course everything is set up for here uh, You know the um, the notifications are going out There's a group of perps my organized talking started immediately After the move-in, you know, so they already have been breaking in Um, It's just the same old same old. It's just the the same stuff where I've been dealing with so you already know the, the drill so There's no need for me to spell it out because I've talked about this uh, so many times. But what I'm very happy about is that I'm just happy that, you know, after six years of being like homeless and on the streets and living in shelter after shelter, sleeping on the waterfront, you know, sleeping in front of businesses, sleeping on bridges, sleeping on streets, sleeping in cars, couch surfing. I don't have to do any of that anymore, you know. But it taught me a valuable lesson that, you know, you always embrace your struggles. Um, You know, it's tough out there in this world. And this can happen to anybody. And I'm on permanent housing, Section 8. And I've come a long way. I live in a nice neighborhood. I like the neighborhood. I just don't like my apartment because I didn't get to choose where I wanted to live as far as the apartment, but the area is nice. It's really, really nice. But sometimes it, I mean, this is Bellevue is a very rich, rich area. And sometimes I feel out of place. I feel like I don't belong here. So, but I, I feel that I do deserve to have something really beautiful and be- uh, and nice after every single thing that I've been through in my life. I mean, you've been out there and you know, I, I mean, I'm telling you guys, I slept with rats. You know, I, you know, we, I slept in sleeping bags and, you know, I've, I've been through it. So, um, I do deserve better, you know, it, it's, it's time and, and just know that, you know, um, nothing is, um, nothing is permanent. We're not meant to be down permanently, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta work through it. I'm, I'm just, I'm very grateful for those things. I'm happy that, um, for a lot of things that has happened and where i was previously i was in a very very dark dark place very dark um, i gained a lot of weight i uh, was so stressed out and i shared a bathroom uh or, or three bathrooms or, with 42 other people and they would go in there they would mess up the toilet and poop all over it and people were pooping in the showers and i mean it's so gross to share three showers you have to sign in every day um, it was just a mess, you know, but I'm grateful that I stayed there because like I said, you know, you go, you go through the stepping stones of life, you know, I've been out there. I know what it's like being on the streets and I deserve to have something as nice as if I were rich or if I were, uh, you know, um, At the, you know, upper income bracket or whatever, whatever, you know, because I've been through the worst. Some people have never been homeless. They don't know what that's like, you know, and and I'm telling you, you know, it when it happens, I mean, it it can really bring you down. It can really affect your self-esteem. It can affect your mood. You get down depressed and all of that. So and then you have organized stalking on top of that. That makes it even worse. So but you just learn how to push through it and you learn how to do what you gotta do t- uh, you know to keep on surviving you know just keep on you know fighting for what you believe in and um, uh, like I said everyone people will have the things that um, you have your blessings will come to you eventually we gotta take a break we'll be right back hey! love so soft you ain't had nothing softer break it then you buy it, and a sure going Love so soft, you had nothing soft You can't the hey, you to try it Alright, yeah. oh, so we're back, and so... Yeah, you learn a valuable lesson and, and like I said, life will always knock you down, but it's up to you to get back up again. But like I said, I'm glad that I've been through this. I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to be on the bottom and I'm just I'm I'm just being lifted up in, in, in such a positive way. So I'm grateful to to um to be able to move forward and have um, a step in the right direction because I'm telling you, when you're out there and you know, you, uh, like I said, I slept in, uh, I've got to mention, I slept in tents as well. You sleep in a tents and you share on the space and you have all this instability and insecurity and you got people that are treating you like trash. You know, you, when you, um, are in the shelters, you got people backstabbing you and, and are just, you know, just being rude and whatever, whatever. And of course, everywhere you go, there's going to be arguments and drama and all that. That's inevitable. That's going to happen. You know, um. But I'm, when I'm when, on the bright side, like it's on a brighter note, I'm just glad to get out of that awful place. I'm glad to, you know, my homelessness is eradicated. It's done with. And I, I'm, I just hope that I, I would never have to look, ever look back at that type of uh, situation again. But when I see people that are homeless, I, I my heart goes out to them because I know what that's like. I know what that's like to be on the streets. You know, I, I, I know exactly I, I have uh, more sympathy, empathy, compassion for people that are struggling. And um, the reason why a lot of people aren't aware of this, but the reason why homelessness is such a huge problem is because it, the, people they're making money from it. That's why there's no there's no uh, there's no um, um, that's why it's so it's so widespread think about it you know people have jobs helping homeless people people are working at shelters helping homeless people they're getting paid it's a lucrative business that is why it's continuing to happen because there is money to be made that is why you clean up all the homeless and nobody's got a job you know you can't make money that way all these resources, all this stuff, and you know everything that we need—they're making money off of off of people that are homeless. So, but uh, anyway. So, um, if you've been following me on YouTube and you've been following me on my um, my public page, my public Facebook page, organized stalking, and um, my TikTok, you would know that you know some of the stuff that I recorded and documented, and all that other stuff, and. I'm making some dietary changes. I'm starting to run and exercise. I think I gained like 60 pounds. I think that's what I gained. Yeah, I know that's a lot. But, you know, think about it. When you've been through absolute hell and stress, you know, it, I mean, so I just made sure that I just tried to make a lot of changes, a lot of a lot of physical changes, exercising, and running and all of that. And they're going to probably um, try to stop me from doing that. I'm sure they don't want you. You know having a good quality of life they want to d- diminish you and bring you down and they like when you're at this low point in your life so they like all that other stuff so but um yeah I'm just grateful to just be out of that type of situation um, I'm not getting 100% security in my own home of course as you know they're continuing to break in and and you know do little stupid things here and there and whatever they're gonna do and that's fine and uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you don't get security when you're a targeted individual. Everybody knows how that happens. But, you know, it happens. Uh, that's what they do. So we've been here for five days. My roommate is staying with me temporarily until he gets he's going to have his own place. So he's going to have his own place. but he's just staying with me temporarily just for now. Um, and everything. And then he's going to have his own, his own furniture, his own everything, you know? So, um, and we're working that out. Um, one thing I love about Bellevue, Washington is it's so beautiful. It is really, really beautiful. Um, it, it's a very beautiful, um, little town. It's not, a. it's, it's not as big as, um. Seattle from what I heard, you know, but it's really really nice here. It's, it's like the second biggest city um, It's a lot cleaner. The air is fresher, you know, it's it's from what I this is just one of them from hearing people say so um, But yeah, it's it's very very uh, green a lot of trees a lot it's just it's really nice. It's 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 awesome. There's hiking trails and everything so I'm really happy with the area because um, I was looking at other areas as well um, that I could have gone to. But, you know, it happens. So my roommate's family was telling me, you know, about all the stuff that, you know, the the, the Section 8 housing. Is, and she was like, oh, you guys got it made and you're living in this beautiful area. And, and you got the red carpet rolled out and whatever, whatever. It's like, well, technically, we deserve it. You know, we've been through it. We, when you've been through absolute hell, you know, you deserve a place, a permanent place to live, you know, but if you've never been homeless and you don't know what that's like, it's not cute. I'm telling you, it is not cute at all, you know? So, um, but yeah, it, it really will, will destroy you. It, it really will affect you mentally. You know, I, I remember the days where, um, when we were homeless, we had to, uh, w- when it first happened, um i left new york to go to i think it was oregon i think because um, i'd already been to portland before and i remember i left with absolutely nothing in my pockets nothing all i had was like a giant suitcase and i would carry that around with me all day you know with clothes and that's just all that i had and so i would be like you know in the shelter this is the first time and i was I don't, I don't remember the name of the shelter, but I was, I remember being there and I was like, okay, here I am with all my stuff. And then I come in this room, right. With all these people, all these beds it was like two beds here, you know, two beds, everything was two beds, you know, you know, and you know, it was, um, it was a women's shelter and you know, that's how it was. And, um you would be standing in soup lines, you know, to, to, to eat, uh, every day. And uh, again, you're carrying your stuff, uh, either your backpack or pulling your luggage or whatever. Uh, they would wake us up at like six, six o'clock in the morning or, or, um, You know, we have to be out of there by seven or wake us up at seven o'clock, be out of there eight o'clock, one of those. And you will put your uh, luggage or your your whatever inside of a giant room where everybody put their stuff. And then after that, um, we would, you know, go to the library. You know, I would be going there looking for work and, you know, putting in uh, job applications and all that other stuff. Sometimes it would be super hot. And, you know, we'd go to the library to cool down and, because you couldn't come back there until probably about, you know, five or, or eight or whatever, whatever time that was. I know it was it's somewhere between five and eight o'clock. I don't remember exactly what time. And we'd be going all around the city, you know, getting on the, uh, on the train, riding buses here, or there, you know, just, you know, sometimes wandering around aimlessly, you know, um, just connecting with other people and, and, and tour in the city. Then you would go back, it would be night. And then they would, you know, you would be eating snacks and we'd go get food and standing in lines, uh, you know, um, at churches and, and, um, you know, these places where, where the, where everybody was like, okay, where is everybody eating? Or, you know, cause every time, like not all the food was like, like really, really bad in, some of the shelters. Sometimes it looked like somebody threw it up and served it to you. But if you went to like a church, it was it. it looked better, it tastes better. It was food that we would eat ourselves, you know, bacon and eggs and all that other stuff, not just some kind of, you know, uh, what do they call that stuff, gruel or whatever, it, it, you know, s- something that was really gross or that looked like Alpo and, all that <laughs> it was like, you know. I mean, yeah, it, it was something, man. It was, it was, it was something, you know. You walking all around, t- you know, town. Uh, you you had um, uh, the hygiene shelters and all that other stuff, and you had to go wash your clothes here, and um, you had you had to take showers and and and, and you know with other other people and, you know, you had these cafeterias and so it was a lot, you know, and I'm trying to work on top of that. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah there were lots of services and a lot of resources and stuff like that that would you know they would help you with a lot of uh different things you just had to you know you would talk to other homeless people about you know where, hey hey guys what did we find this or what did we find that you know um all types of um assistance out there you know that we would have to have to deal with um you know and we had to do what we had to do to survive you know um so it was what it was you know and um everything that we owned everything that we had had sentimental value every single thing it could have been a pair of boots i remember i had some boots before uh <laughs> i had some uh I have some stripper boots and somebody stole them when I went to sleep uh yeah that, that happens you know they were watching me they were you know watching me all night and they I uh, just you know opened my suitcase they were gone people would like I said they would mess up the showers they would mess up the you know you you'd wash clothes and people would break rules there were a lot of a lot of people, women fighting of course you see saw a lot of that and there were people asking me to borrow my underwear and bras, and I'm like, oh my god, you girls are a mess. It was just, I don't know, it, it was like kind of like being in a jail. That's what it kind of seemed like to me, because it, it just, ugh, it was just awful. It was terrible. Um, Yeah, so you had you know, career recovery. You know, and and when I say career recovery, I'm just saying it's you know basically getting people back into the community, to the community, and getting housing and stuff like that. And they had other types of, you know, uh, additional services, but mostly, mostly that was basically to get you a job and and to just you know get you back in the right direction. You know, but like I so said, you'd be around all these other homeless people, random people, people sleeping on the chairs, people sleeping. You know during the daytime in the library, you saw a lot of that, you know um so yeah it was it was it was a lot it was a lot to deal with it was quite a bit, and um, I remember being in a shelter in San Francisco in which I'd already been before <laughs> um it was not cute over there. The shelters over there were like I felt like I was on a plantation, you know um. They were very strict. They had metal detectors. You know, when you came in, you had to open your luggage and oh, it was just a nightmare. Um, I always tried to not look like I was homeless. I, I would keep myself up. I would wear makeup and all that other stuff because I don't necessarily feel like I have to look like what I'm going through or look like what I am at that particular time. And some people had a problem with that because society's perception of homelessness is, you know, everyone's dirty and and you don't shower and and you know you use you do things that you shouldn't be doing or whatever. I don't want to say, but I don't want to offend anybody, but you know what I'm getting at. So, um, you know, recreational substances and all that other stuff, and it it that's not the case with everybody. You know, some people are just. Just trying to make it and and, and I, I don't I don't down anybody you know because you never know what somebody is going through you know thats that was never my forte but I don't think we should shame anybody because like I said we don't know the situation you know people sometimes you know in defense of some of these people they need to escape you know because it can be quite depressing. I mean, being homeless can really affect your mental health. I'm telling you, it can really mess with you. So if you've never been there before, like I had a friend of mine, she she's always talked noise about homeless people, you know, and I was like, well, I said, have you ever been homeless? Oh, I would never put myself in that position. You don't know what can happen to you. You never know. Anything can happen to anybody at any time. That's what I'm saying. People should not be so quick to judge until it happens to you and then you see. But America does not care about homeless people. You know, like I said, it, well, I mean, they do because there's money involved in it, but they clean it up again. Like I said, there's no money. So anywho, there's nothing like, you know, having your freedom and not being told when you can eat or when you can shower when you can um have visitors or you know i i just remember or you know you have to stand in line to pick up your mail stand in line to eat stand in line to get into to a building you know it it was it was just terrible but uh, like i said i i went through it i survived it i i remember remember having to deal with a lot of that so um and i just always try to be a better person through it through it all you know all right so let's talk about my apartment and what I have here okay so upon my arrival at, upon inspection uh, so I, I have a one-bedroom apartment that has um, a very large um, living room Um it I have like a little dining area which Um, I'm still trying to unpack and and clean and do this and, you know, I've been trying to do a whole lot of stuff. So I have a washer and dryer uh, inside of my apartment because I was like, you know, um, I I forgot, that's what I forgot to mention. I shared a laundry with 42 other people as well. So that was kind of a nightmare and they would break the laundry and, and just, it was just, I'm like, these other people, they don't give a shit about like, you know, take care of the place that you live in. You know, you live here. You you participate. You, you Someone tried to flush a towel down the toilet. Someone put some, um, uh, a, a, an Italian loaf of bread. I'm mean, like the actual loaf in, in one of the honey buckets. It was just a nightmare. They don't, they figure that, okay, they just don't give a shit. They don't care. Um, here, I'm just glad I don't have to worry about sharing my space with somebody else you know i'm so grateful for that you know but uh, i have a laundry uh, excuse me a washing dryer in, inside my unit i want to make sure i wanted to make sure that i had that uh i have a one bedroom very nice size it's about 600 something square feet um i wanted something bigger two bedroom two and a half bath uh, one and a half bath townhouse um, because I was going to have some family come visit me and spend the night and whatnot, um, but they felt that I didn't, I didn't need all the space. And there was a place that I looked at, and it was it would have been perfect, absolutely perfect. But then all of a sudden, I was denied for it, so then they pulled it off the market, and uh, they I was really devastated over that because that would have been the perfect place. And then another uh, another um, a townhome. Um, I had on file, they put in an application and everything. And I was waiting for that and they were like, oh, we haven't heard back from you. And I said, well, I didn't get to choose where I wanted to go. So if I had my choice, I'd probably keep the same area, but I'd probably be in in a different apartment complex. Um, This apartment complex used to be a motel. So they have like interior hallways, you know, very tight corners, very tight spaces, you know, um, the walls, you you know, echo and you can hear everything. And so I wasn't too happy about that. Um, that's again, that's not what I wanted, but that's what was chosen for me. So I only have to be here for a year. And after probably one year of being here, I'm probably just going to leave again. You know, I want to make sure that I have what I want. And when I have something I want, I'll stay. But this is what they picked for me. This is not what I picked. If it were a place that I picked and I liked, I would, I would be like, okay, this is it. This is permanent. I'm going to stay here. You know, but I didn't get that option to do that. You know, so um, I will call the shots on the next one. And I'm going to be very adamant about that. And I'm going to let them know this is what I need. And this is what I'm looking for. Um, whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. But I'm going to keep on fighting because I, I'll let you guys you know bulldoze me and run me over here and and everything and i'm i'm not gonna tell you that i'm gonna be 100 happy in this place because again i didn't pick it so i'm just what i'm just glad is just to be out of the previous place that i was at and i'm away from that so you know, um, like I said, I was going to go into reclusivity and I don't want to talk to my neighbors. I don't want to get to know them. Don't say hi to me. or I've already established that because I already know that these people are working for the police. So why am I going to sit here and talk to you? And what are they going to do? Oh, your dog is so nice. Oh, my God. He's so handsome. Whatever. We'll be right back. It was a clear black night A clear white moon warmer G was on the streets Trying to consume Some skirts for the evening. Eat- so I could get some phones rolling in my ride chilling all alone just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G seen a car full of girls ain't no need to tweak all of you search know what's up with 213 so I hooked select on 21 and Lewis some brothers shooting dice so I said let's do this I jumped out the rock and said what's up some brothers put some heat, so I said I'm stuck so these girls peeping me I'm gonna glide and swirl these look looking so hard they straight hit the curve want a bigger better thing then some horny tricks I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix So I went shopping and did, did some grocery shopping um, Bellevue has, um, well, you know, we have a Fred Meyer We have a Safeway um, Everything is pretty um, pretty accessible, which I like In the stores nearby Because that's what I was looking for Something with, with stores that are nearby And um, where you can easily access this And easily access that and everything So I'm really grateful for that, you know. I just, I went down a walking trail, and uh, it's it's not it's not so bad, you know. I'm 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 grateful for that, so I'm really excited. And so anyway, um, like I said, I got some stuff in some boxes. I want to talk about. Um, I, I mean, there's some things I need that, I'm, of course, I'm gonna. I need a whole lot of stuff right now because I'm resetting everything. And there's gonna be some things that I'm gonna be able to do. I'm gonna be able to cook a little bit more and a little bit better. I have a, I have a, a wok, I have an air fryer, I have uh, a stove, I, you know, I have an oven now. Um, I don't have a microwave, but that may not be necessary. Um, but I'm just really glad to just, you know, um, return to normal. I'm really glad to return to normal um, because I haven't felt that way in a very long time. So um, I have a back patio, little small back patio with the turning blinds. Um, What else do I have? I have a nice bathroom. Um, The shower and the tub are a little bit low. So when I, I I don't have a shower curtain yet, but we're gonna get all that stuff. Um, But I tried to take a bath, so I, I didn't wanna mess up the floor, right? And child, that bathtub was very low. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "I feel like I'm sitting on the <laughs> on the ground. It was so low." Um, but I was I was also very grateful to to take a bath because where I'm where I was previously, all we took were showers. You know, you just had had shower, shower, shower. That's all you can do. Now I can take a bath and relax and and you know blow some bubbles and all of that, you know, and, and really do that. So that was, that was a lot of fun, um, to do. Uh, there's two doors to my bathroom. Um, one goes into, you know, the bedroom and then the other one leads into the, the living room. And then you have a place for the towels and some other things, nice cabinets and everything. So, it you know, it, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, the one thing that I was kind of leery about when I'm, when I looked around my apartment and I looked around very carefully, I found lots of holes, lots and lots of holes. And I know they came in here and, you know, chipped the, uh, the paint off and some sheetrock and did a little, little, you know, this is what they do. And I've already reported this to the manager I mean, they just, you know, because when you have something nice, they don't want you to have nothing nice. They want it to be a reflection of, of you know, like, I guess they figured, okay, well, this person's on section eight and all they're going to do is tear it up and make it look bad. No, I like to have nice stuff and I know how to take care of my stuff. So, but uh, they came in here and, and did a little, you know, peeled off this, chipped the paint off that and. You know, just it's just stupid, and all these holes are that are up. Um, I'm suspecting that these are some sort of uh, um, uh, th- there could be bugs, they uh, you know, audio or video bugs because there was like one by you know, by the window one about the door, you know, cause these people know when I'm coming in, they know when I'm coming out. So I went to go take out the trash a couple of days ago or so. And there was one perpetrator that came out the exact same time that I came out. And, and, and as far as the holes is concerned, some people are going to say, a person who's not targeted, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, oh, well, those are bugs and, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, crawling like insect bugs type, you know. Or they're going to say, oh, well, that was done from the previous tenant. I'm like, get out of here. You know, everything is supposed to be done before the tenant moves in. Everything. There should be no holes anywhere, especially by the door and by the window. And that's because they need to make sure, I'm sure, when they get the surveillance or whatever. Because I'm telling you, today's technology is so sophisticated that you can have a camera the size of a pin dot, you know, that's just how sophisticated it is. You know, as you know, you know, that's what they set up in the house. They set up surveillance. So we, I'm being surveilled right now and I'm sitting in the, in the dark in my bedroom, but they have to watch me every single thing that I'm doing from, if I go into this room, it, 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 they're going to watch me do that, they're going to watch me go to the bathroom. They're going to watch me take a shower. They have to watch everything. So don't tell me that it's, uh, you know, insect bugs. I mean, come on. You know, these are like sensors or something going on. You know, I'm all aware. I already know how to play the game. I'm telling you, you're not telling me that that is not happening to me. And then there was a a guy or someone with a random fake account, came jumping out of the bushes and telling me about the guy that was taking out the trash. Because as long as my video, as long as it didn't get any traction, then there was nobody commenting and no no perpetrators commenting. And then he says, oh, well, this guy, what he's doing is completely normal. And told me that I was schizophrenic and yada, 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 and go get help and all that other stuff. And I'm like, they don't say anything new, you know. And let me tell you, I told you guys about these comments about, you know, how um, when they tell you you're mentally ill, when they tell you that you're schizophrenic, when they tell you to go get help. First and foremost, again, this is, I just told, told the guy, you know, I was like, here's who you work for targetedjustice.com, you know, rethink911.org, drjudywood.com, and um, fightgangstalking.com, you know, and I just left it at that. I'm not going to sit around here and waste my time fuming or getting angry because people are making these comments like that because I know why they say them. I know exactly why they say them, and that's because they want us to not be believed and and to be overlooked. And you know you're talking to a perpetrator. Because they don't have any videos on their YouTube channel. They have no subscribers. No followers. And they're not following anybody. And they create this overnight accounts. They have no pictures on their profiles. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So when you see that. You know you're dealing with a perp. They just create. They hide and talk shit from behind fake accounts. It happens. They do it all the time. So why am I going to sit around here and go off about this? I just, you know, screenshot you. I take your photos and whatever, whatever, and you're put on blast and you're labeled a perpetrator point blank period. You got cyber stalkers, cyber trolls, whatever whatever reported it to the you know the cyber crimes division and nothing is probably going to get done nothing but hey at least you're leaving a paper trail to show that hey these people are you know are trolling me because the comments they all look the same you know they they say go get some help they say uh, take your meds. They'll say there are places that help for people like that. They'll say you need therapy. All all these comments are synonymous of each other. Okay. I already know how to handle myself. And I'm not worried about these comments. Let them keep saying it over and over and over. Because all you're doing is doing me a favor and making, me, making it easier for me to prove that I'm being harassed and cyber stalked online. And that's just what it is. We'll be right back what you want, baby, i do I know I don't want nobody else but you. Alright, so I just wanted to say also real quick, um, now that I'm moved, again, like I said, there's a lot of things that I'll be able to do that I was not able to do before. And one of those things is traveling. I love to travel. I want to go, you know, different places and, and explore this and explore that. You know, my dog has never been on a plane, uh, you know, and so or a train for that matter. But I'm a little... Nervous about that because I don't know how that's gonna work. I've never traveled with the pet before So I might have to get some expert advice on how to do that, especially with a dog um, of his size and everything, but I would love to um, I would love to travel I would love to you know, see the world and see what else is out there I still want to visit Mexico for a little while and and just see you know, look around and you know I I just want to see the world, you know, you only live once and that's one of the things that I want to do, you know, now that I've made this big move because I don't want it to stop here. So um, I just wanted to say, you know, to anybody that's struggling with homelessness, you know, just know that, you know, and, and maybe you're a targeted individual as well. Just, you know, try to apply you know, for section eight housing, you know, don't be afraid to utilize these resources. There's no shame, you know, um, in getting a uh, government assistance for anything for that matter. If you need to, if that's what you need to survive for, you know, I get food stamps. <laughs> I'm I'm not embarrassed at all to say that, you know, um, but again, like I said, you know, everyone needs a little bit of help now and then. And like I said, you never know what somebody is going through. And I, there's plenty of people that were telling me, oh, we'll just get a job and make it and da, 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 And like, it's like, it's not like that. I have not been trying to do that. You know, I, I mean, everything, first of all, I'm targeted, of course, and they don't want you to have a job. Okay. That's, that's number two. They don't want you ma- out there making money, you know, and if you're a targeted individual, you know, that, they want you penniless, and they want you homeless, and they want you broke with no money. Duh. Okay, you know, and and there may be other things that may prohi may be prohibiting me from um, from working as well, you know. So it's a lot of stuff that 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 is involved. It's not just easy, just like that, you know. But I I'm, I strongly suggest that people utilize these resources. You know, it's going to be okay. And I beat it. And it, it took me six years to do so. But I'm just really glad, you know, just for the, the many blessings and many things that I have, you know, um, in life. And um, you're not alone. And, and just, like I said, utilize those resources and, you know, do some research and everything. Um... You may be down and out, but it's not forever. Okay? I'm Sierra Tavares Reyes. Have a great night, guys. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.